Hello everyone and welcome to Nostalgia Crew, your monthly podcast of all things nostalgia related. For those of you listening for the very first time, welcome aboard. I am Bill along with Danielle. Hello. And this month on the program, uh, besides talking about some of the new latest nostalgic related news going on, um, we have a theme for this month. Um, we are going to be talking about bachelor and bachelorette parties and weddings. And and there's going to be a reason why when we get to that point. Um, also, we have our album and movie of the month. And for this time around, I get to, (coughs) excuse me, I get to tell you all what I miss today. So, um... Uh, I will let, I usually let Danielle start, and that's not going to change. So, Danielle, you go right ahead with our opening topic. Okay. Oh, the sound was a little weird. Uh, um, okay. Well, I'm sure you've probably heard this by this point. Um, but ABC has announced that they are reviving Roseanne, which... I do not feel good about. <laughs> it's a, it, it's just another addition to the long list of things we need to bring back. Right. And that's what um, I'm going off of is I'm reading a list right now. Um, Will and Grace is now it is set in stone. It premieres this fall, the new version, which makes no sense. We, we've discussed this in the last two yes. episodes. We discussed that. Roseanne has been announced by ABC. John Goodman will be reprising his role, despite the fact that he's dead on the show. Okay, yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, and also, I heard on the news yesterday that there is a rumor that Who's the Boss might be coming back. No! No! Are you shitting me? That's what they said. They said, um, according, there was a, um, a tweet or a post by Alyssa Milano that made people think that it could possibly. Oh my lord! I I'd watch it. I, I mean, I probably would too. But I, I mean, I, I like them. I don't. I've watched them more than I've watched Will and Grace, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I I I just find all this nostalgia hilarious. Like the stuff I grew up with is now considered like mm-hmm. because I grew up in the nineties when they were like reviving everything from the seventies and they were like making the Brady Bunch movies and they were making that seventies show. So I think it amuses me to no end that well, like <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing though, because you said you know um, you know the Brady Bunch movie right. that was a movie actually it ended up being two movies. Well, two that count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this one, these are all TV shows. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I, I, I don't know what made them think that, hey, let's bring back. Well, I know why they brought back Will and Grace. Because right. they passed a Will and Grace made a viral video encouraging people to vote. And it got such a good response. They're like, hey, let's bring the show back. <laughs> For no apparent reason. <laughs> Which, as we discussed in the 
previous show makes no sense continuity-wise, but... Right. Um, and Roseanne, I don't know what happened. I... It, it was weird, and I think I love... I did watch Roseanne when I was growing up, so, like, I might tune in to see everybody, and I did think Roseanne was hilarious. Um, I, you know, but it's... I... They say it's gonna be them... You know, um, struggling because with this economy and them trying to make ends meet in the current day, which I get it. I mean, if you're going to bring something back to show that, because the one complaint people had about Fuller House was that they're, you know, financially they were doing well. well and I was like, well, it's Full House. They never talked about There was it. never an episode like that. Yeah. And they actually explained why they live there and how they get to live there. So it's not like Friends where they just had a random throwaway line about rent control. Well, plus the other thing is with Full House, and I'm, I'm going to use Full House for the beginning of this. Right. Danny was a newsman. Right. People in the news business make a pretty good living. Then you add on to the fact that Jesse was a musician, and yes, I'm going to mention it, had a hit in Japan. Um, <laughs> and Joey was a stand-up comedian. And then you add Rebecca, who also was a news anchor. And then you move forward... To where DJ is... Uh-oh, uh we've lost uh, Danielle. Um, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, to make my point, you know, DJ on Fuller House is a veterinarian, or, a, you know, a veterinarian's assistant, and then Stephanie is a DJ who goes all around the world, makes a bunch of money, so, you know, there's that argument for Fuller House. All right, so, you know, that's Full House. Full House, Fuller right. House, you know, right. where'd they make money? For all I remember from Roseanne, and uh -huh. you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh -huh. Roseanne was a waitress. Among other things. Okay, what, what other jobs did she have? She was a waitress. She worked in a hair salon. She was, uh, at one point, her and her sister Jackie opened their own diner. Mm hmm And then Jackie was a police officer, I think, at one point, too. And then Dan had a, was a mechanic, and then he owned a motorcycle shop. And then I, they had so many jobs throughout the series. It was like, which is realistic. And right. Because they were supposed to be a blue-collar family who was struggling to make ends meet, and, you know, and then their daughter moves out on her own, but she winds up living in a trailer park with her husband, so, like, it wasn't, you know, whereas all the other, quote-unquote, sitcoms, right. you know, they, the kid moves out to go to college or get married, but the daughter moves to trailer park, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, I think, like, probably the only other family on TV that you saw struggle like that were the Bundys on Married with Children, and their struggling was mostly paid for last because in real life they couldn't have afforded that house. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because I think Peggy would spend every single dime then. Yeah, Peggy would spend everything. Peggy was lazy, and all Al did was work as a shoe salesman, so it's not as though, you know, Mm -hmm. they could afford it. And then, like, Marcy could afford her house. Right. Marcy worked at a bank, and her first husband did something similar, Mm -hmm. I think. Jefferson didn't do anything, though. But, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, Full House, Danny was a newsman and a talk show host. Yeah. Also, when the, when Full House aired, you could actually afford, it was easier to afford to live where they live Mm -hmm. as opposed to now where it's not. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Which is why in the first episode of Fuller House, when Danny decides he's not, he's going to let his DJ and Stephanie and Kimmy live in the house, and um, Jess is like, do you know how much you could get for this place now? You know? So, you know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm going to watch Roseanne when they bring it back. I think it's weird that they're bringing it back, but, um, you know. And it's not but, coming back till 2018, I read. Right. But what I'm noticing, although it's easier for these shows to do it than, um, is all these revivals are smart. They, Girl Meets World, the biggest, which just ended. Yeah. The biggest, and, and they are not able to find anywhere else to put the show. And due to the fact that Sabrina Carpenter, who starred on it, is a, is now on a music tour, and Rowan Blanchard, who played Corey and Topanga's daughter, is now on the Goldbergs, they're pro- there's no way they're going to ever right, try right. to resurrect that. And the Goldbergs got picked up for two more years, so she, she's... And the character she plays on the Goldbergs is based off a real person, so she's going to be on there a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um... But... The mistake they made was the producers of Girl Meets World were like, hey, let's try and update the show for a new generation, not thinking that, hey, if you're going to revive a show that was on 20-some-odd years ago, your target audience are the people who grew up watching the show, not their kids. Mm -hmm. And that was the problem that it had was that they went after the younger demographic where mo- they had a built-in audience already with the older demographic who was tuning in. They wanted to see Corey and Topanga. They didn't really care about, I mean, they, maybe their daughter, but the beauty of Fuller House is that you get their kids, but you get them too in the same episode. You get, you get a storyline with them. You get a storyline with their kids, you know? Right. So, and, and you get on their Danny and all the Mickey guest appearances at least twice a season. Mm-hmm. So they thought about. It. They said, you know, the main people who are going to want to watch are the people who grew up watching it. So let's give them everybody, and it even and they nailed it. Girl Meets World. It was just intermittent, and, like, I had friends who were like, well, I'm only watching episodes where Feeny guest stars. I'm only watching episodes, you know, because I don't care about these kids. <laughs> so, um, so, but it sounds like Roseanne, 
Although you really couldn't update your fan for a newer generation. It's just, you know. Because, <laughs> although um, she did become a grandmother at the end of it, but her granddaughter would be in her 20s by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, ah, that, yes, that's going to be a weird, weird thing. Right. But, but yeah, and, um, so, yay for revival. Yeah, but, really. It seems but, like that's all we're ever going to talk about at this point on this show. Is, right. Hey, guess what they're bringing back? I mean, I, I you know, and, and that makes you wonder, what else do you want them to bring back? Like, what else had a... But here's the thing, though, and, and I'm glad we're having this discussion. Right. There's going to be a point. Where someone, maybe on the show, maybe not, is going to say, enough is enough. Because what the real, I mean, as much as, you know, a lot of people are enjoying the nostalgia of these shows and, you know, the fact that there are new episodes, don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying, I love the new MST3K, you know. And and, and there are some shows that, you know, that have been brought back. That honestly should have never gone away. I mean, some of them, not all of them. Right. But at one point, at some point, some TV executive producer is going to go, look, enough is enough. We can't keep bringing back shows that are 20, 30 years old. We need to bring new original programs to the table. And at the pace that this is going, you know, and and, and then I've also read that there's a possibility of another writer's strike in the fall. Oh, God. We may be seeing more nostalgic shows. And then what also pisses me off is ABC's bringing back American Idol, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get into that, too. Okay, first off, it retired, well, I mean, it got canceled, but in, if you think about it, it retired on Fox. Pretty much. It's done. Now, out of the blue, American Idol just comes right back. Just pops out of the blue. And it's going to be on ABC. Yeah. I never heard any campaigns of, oh, we want American Idol back. Everyone, I think, was just, let's just let it go. I don't even think the last season got that higher rating. Not that I remember. And I remember it ending very early. (laughs) Yeah. So, the big news out of that is that Katy Perry is going to be one of the judges. Uh, Yeah. I'm just like, first of all, I'm sick of seeing Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's now Kelly Ripa's co-host. Oh, and, and you know what? Not to cut you off. Yeah. But Kelly Ripa's going to have that same saying in about six months. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even watch Kelly Ripa's show when I'm sick Because it comes on when Let's Make a Deal's on. I watch Let's Make a Deal. But I... But I... I and, and I have... I already see him every New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I mean... And I know Dick Clark has been gone for years. And it, it, it's just... He's a tough act to follow, and he's not helping at all. 
Um, and I, I, and what ticks me off the most is ABC has put Carol Burnett was going to come back to TV on a sitcom, and they put that on hold for American Idol. And that you mean an original series? to look up some of Carol Burnett's recent interviews on talk shows, and oh my God, that woman is in her 80s, but she's still hilarious. And I, I'm so mad. It was going to be a show about this couple who was going to live, who they get their dream house, and, mm-hmm. but, they, and, but the only way they can live with it is under the condition that the original owner, an aging Hollywood diva played by Carol Burnett, lives with them too. Oh my goodness! It oh, really ticks me off. I hope they're still trying to talk to you know revamp it and stuff, and I'm like, I hope it comes because that really makes me. Well, you know, I- I'll tell you, we or I, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen again this summer or not. Right. Um, I have been a part of uh, on. Uh, well, what used to be the Jim Boy Star podcast, uh, the TV draft, where we would select... I remember. Yeah, new shows that we think are going to do well. Uh, I did terrible this year. Um, but my thing is, like, you never know with these shows, like, when they're going to sneak in. So, I- so there may be a possibility that, you know, that Carol Burnett show that you talk about... Could get brought in during the mid the middle of the season. And I'm watching some of the previews for ABC's new sitcoms they have coming out, and they don't look that good, actually. I I, I don't know. the The only one that I have seen is the one with Jenna Fisher. Yeah. About her and and I completely forget the other guy's name. Oliver Hudson. Thank you. See, that's why I wouldn't remember, because I don't know his name. But, like, exactly. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, but it's like, the premise is good. Like, oh, we're going to get a divorce, but we're going to still live in the same house. Right. It's there, but, you know, who knows. If it, if it becomes big in 20 years, we'll talk about it. But the commercial made it look more like a movie than a TV show. It did. It did. It would have been. It would have probably made a much better movie than a TV show, to be honest. But That's um, I, I posted it as a joke because I'm a huge fan of Jenna's from The Office, and my friends, and some of my friends are too. I was like, Pam hey, left you. <laughs> like no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm. And the thing that also ticks me off the most is that This Is Us, which I talked about a while ago, right. which is like my show, has decided that NBC, the geniuses at NBC decided that this show, it's so great. Um, it got picked up for two more years. It got picked up for a whole season. Which is not the hours. bad part. This is the good part. That's right. the good part. Here's right. the bad part. part. Within hours of airing within hours of airing their first episode. So instead of keeping it on Tuesday nights at 9, where it did all this... And it would have dominated for years. Let's move it to Thursday 
opposite Thursday night football, where it will be preempted for a few weeks. Not to mention, it's already going to get preempted for the Winter Olympics, which would have happened regardless what night it aired on. So we're going to put it on Thursdays, opposite football, opposite ABC's Thursday night lineup of Shonda Rhimes. Opposite of Mom on CBS. Riverdale, which ticks me off. Life in Pieces. Um, whatever show is on Fox. <laughs> Fox have a regular show on Thursday? I'm sure it does, but nobody pays attention. But you I, know what, though? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll say this. I, and I know you're upset. Right. I think this is NBC showing confidence in the program. That, oh, oh, yeah. you know, hey, you guys kicked serious butts in the ratings uh-huh. on Tuesdays. Let's put you back, or let's take you to Thursdays. Let's see how you do. Plus, and and I think this convinced me, Danielle, that even if they do poor in the ratings on Thursdays, it's not going to get canceled next year because right. that show has already been selected to be the post-Super Bowl show. Right, and they got picked up for another season anyways. It got... When it got renewed, they renewed it for two more. That, that's a, a lot of the networks or, or shows got two-year pickups this year for some odd reason. Right. So. But like, it used to just be, like, Big Bang Theory and The Simpsons, but now Modern Family, The Goldbergs, all, all these shows got two-year pickups. Oh, oh, and by, by the way, thank you for mentioning Big Bang Theory. I saw the trailer for Young, Young Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. That looks cute. I think it's got a shot. I'm going to watch Young Sheldon. I think it's got a shot. It, yeah. it seems very heartwarming. I am going to watch it. At first I thought it was ridiculous that they thought, let's do this. But I, I'm going to watch it because also because Sheldon reminds me a lot of myself. Actually, so. <laughs> did you did you, uh, did you you hold hands with uh, Minnens on at prayer for dinner? Well, maybe not that part. <laughs> but there are a few idiosyncrasies and naturally it's a exaggerate for the sake of comedy, but yeah, I know. that Sheldon does, and I go, oh my god, that's me. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright. Um, <laughs> we're going to actually stay with TV, but we're going to go to a completely different topic. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not going to talk about revivals of shows for this episode. Uh, we've spent over 20 minutes, or close to 20 minutes talking. Oh yeah, about... I kind of went off on it. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, another topic that you and I, we, we get into very good discussions about uh-huh. are when NBC in particular, and, and, and Fox has a little bit, ABC ha- has a little bit, CBS isn't touching it with an 80-foot pole. Um, they have these either live or recorded specials of either right. movies or, you know, plays or musicals or whatever. Yes. So, NBC recently announced their next project. I'm actually going to play a little bit of the music for you. And I might have to turn the music up a little bit. If you can't hear it, it's okay. Easter night. 2018, live 
on NBC, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep. That is the next live special or live presentation. Actually, it's the one after that. They're doing Bye Bye Birdies in December. Oh. Well, it's going to get completely ignored because Jesus Christ Superstar is coming to NPC. That's going to be really weird. I think what makes it weird, before I read a little bit of this press release, is that it's going to be Easter night. Yeah, I don't really think of Jesus Christ Superstar as an Easter musical. Uh, no, I don't either. As a matter of fact, uh, nobody does. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, Dirty Dancing comes out in four days. Are you going to watch that? Uh, no. I'm not either, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Real real quick, and I just thought about this. Yeah. Do you remember, as I'm letting this music play, because it's actually pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember around Easter time when you would go through the channels and they'd show pay-per-view ads 24-7? Do you, do you remember there used to be an Easter one every single year? Or, or is it just me? It might be just me. Yeah. Alright. Well, anyway, before we get sued, um, <laughs> uh, let, me, let me read a little bit of this. This is from Deadline.com. What's the buzz? Tell me what's a-happening. Well, NBC has set its next live musical event, this time for Easter. It's Jesus Christ Superstar, a classic 1971 rock opera from Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, who will executive produce alongside Mark Platt and the Peacock's live musical veterans Craig Zidane and Neil Moran. It will air April the 1st, 2018. And yes, folks... That happens to be April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, what a, oh my god, they should do that. What a trick. They should be like advertised Jesus Christ Superstar for months. And then when it's time to go, it'd be like, April Fools! Here's the movie! Happy Easter! <laughs> oh, that would be yep. great. Um any um I'm not gonna read about, you know, what the whole thing is about. I think everyone knows, but Basically, uh -huh. it's the story of Jesus in a rock opera um, way, or rock opera version. Um, NB or Fox last year aired The Passion, which was an event from Tyler Perry on Easter last right, year. Right, I remember. Um, I don't remember doing good ratings. Maybe I'm wrong, but what an interesting choice. For, for your next one. Um, yeah. No, no news has been reported yet on who's going to play Jesus Christ or any of the other characters. So, um, when when we find out, uh, we will report to you uh, who will be playing the Son of God and all of his wacky zany friends. No. Well, <laughs> you're, oh, you're left wow. speechless. <laughs> no, I'm looking up some of these other musicals, and oh my god, 
<laughs> Look at her butt. Oh my god. Look at her. We're complaining about like revivals, but now it's like these channels have lost their mind as to what would make a good live musical. Because <laughs> I, I was Googling, because I had heard about one of them. Okay. And I went to go pull up the article to read it, and then I now found several, a couple more. Okay. Oh, I gotta hear this. All right. So first off, Fox announced that they will be doing Ranked. Okay, yeah, I did hear about that. Um, okay. It's not really that old, though. That's the thing. I mean, it's about 20 years old, but it's not old, old. Right. Okay. So, that is fine. All right. I'm not a huge fan of Rent. Um, if Bill doesn't remember from college. Uh, uh, Allie Doyle, you are a big fan of Rent. I'm sure you're going to be watching uh, that event when it happens. Yeah. Bill and I had a friend in college. She loved Rent. We had to watch Rent. We went on a trip to New York, school trip to New York, and we watched Rent on the bus ride up, and my friend had never seen this movie before. I never had either, and I just didn't care. I want to say my, I ignored that movie. But I, I I, just did not care. But our friend was so enthralled with this movie that she changed her ringtone to 521,000. <laughs> oh my god. So every time the phone went off, 500, 600, oh my God. It, it, it really got annoying. <laughs> now, actually, you know what? I'm going to look up real quick how that movie did at the box office. Because I remember that was, you know, I mean, I know that's what we're just talking about, but. Right. Um, okay. But, but it, it, it gets, so, okay. So like I said, they ooh. have announced. Rent. They're going to do Rent next year. Mm -hmm. However, before Rent, this December, they will be doing a Christmas story. <laughs> ah. Yes. The Broadway musical version, which I did not know existed, of Christmas Story. So if you're sick of watching Christmas Story on cable for 24 hours, mm -hmm. you can tune into Fox and watch them completely... Uh, so, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So now they're doing Christmas Story. NBC, as Bill had said, is doing Jesus Christ Superstar. And I also said they are doing Bye Bye Birdie with Jennifer Lopez. Um, but NBC is like, how can we, you know, push the envelope? Because all these other channels are, you know, are doing musicals too. And we need to prove to them that we are the ones who came up with this first. So, they have decided to branch out and do non-musical plays. Okay. Now, so, this, this is Fox or NBC? NBC. NBC, okay. So, they will be doing A Few Good Men. What? Are you freaking kidding me? That's what this article says. Now, this article is from a year ago, but um, they still link to it in the article about the Christmas story, so I think this is still supposedly in talks. But why? I didn't even know A Few Good Men was made into a play. I just thought it was a movie. 
Um, so I found um, how Rent the Movie did at the box office. Uh-huh. It cost, their budget was $40 million. And by the right. way, the, the cast includes Rosario Dawson, Tay Diggs, and Idina Menzel from Frozen. Oh, I remember that, yeah. It did $31 million at the box office. It failed to make any money back. Mm. Yeah. I, I told one of my coworkers that they were doing rent. And she's like, well, you know, to be honest, the people in, those film, in that film are really terrible people. <laughs> the characters in the movie. Right. So you can't really... That's I know. But... <laughs> So, I mean, it's going to be... Okay, so now that you're talking about NBC doing non-musicals, right. you, you have to wonder real quick, would they be willing to do a comedy? I would say maybe. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe. That, that, they're going to do Death of a Salesman? Yeah, let's have high schoolers do that one. Death of a Yeah, I watched, I mean, I don't watch all of the live musicals. I only do the ones that I find remotely interesting. I tried Grease, as you all know. Oh, God. <laughs> Bill made it halfway through. I, I sat there. No, I didn't even make it past like a quarter of it. Yeah. Like, Maybe, like, the first hour, but that was I it. was watching it, and then, like, Bill messages me, and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> well, well, the, well, remember, the only positive thing that we praised about it was the fact that Vanessa Hudgens did that performance, like, the day after her dad died, so... Not even a day after her dad died. She found out hours before she did it right. that her dad died. So... That, that is... A, the fact that she was able to get out and do that, that was so, amazing. So, Vanessa Hudgens, if you are listening... You are like the only one or one of the very few who gets a pass from doing Grease Live. And all these live musicals have taught me is just that John Travolta has an excellent singing voice. <laughs> because I watched Grease and I watched the guy sing Sandy and I was like, okay, he's going to hit the high note. He's going to hit the high note. Nope. I was like, okay, only John Travolta can hit that high note. Then I watched Hairspray and Harvey Firestein saying, Welcome to the 60s. And I'm like, Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh. And the sad thing is, he originated the one on Broadway. John Travolta just did the movie version. So, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Right. So. Uh, what other news do you have, if any? Okay. Um, well. I was actually going to read um, a list. Cause oh, yes. Okay. Yes. But, yeah. BuzzFeed, my Bible, mm -hmm. as you all know, um, and friends with me on Facebook, it's like all I do is like, <laughs> if I get really bored, I like post stuff off BuzzFeed and um, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, it's, and, um, so, 
on BuzzFeed, they have these articles, you know, you can tell you're older because this happened or, um, and, um, let's see if I can find it. Um, okay. Well, this wasn't the one I was looking for, but this kind of also applies okay. as well. And this article is called, um, it's oh, called the sound oh, of science. actually, here we go, here we go. This is it. All right. One things that okay, yeah. Fifty one things that will give old millennials childhood flashbacks. Okay. Some of these are gonna be a little tricky to say because they're pictures and it's not a thing like a word. Mm-hmm. The best game in the whole world, which is it was two pieces of Velcro paddle with a ball. And it's red and pink and green. Velcro. I don't know if you here. Let me show you this. Um, if you saw it, once you see the picture, you'll remember this. Uh. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a Velcro thing, and you. The Velcro paddle ball. Yes, thing. I remember that. I think, yeah, I used to have one of those. Number two, drinking milk from Garfield cups. I don't remember the Garfield cups. Uh, I would have loved to have had one, though. Actually, we, we might have had Garfield cups. I don't remember. Okay. Number three, Welch's jelly cups. Yeah, we had those. Yeah, yeah, we did. Like, they would, we had one with peanut butter and one with jelly in it. But, yeah, we, in fact, we still, we had ones with Tom and Jerry on them, not... This one is Winnie the Pooh, but we have Tom and Jerry. Uh, the, number four, Chicken of the Sea incident. Heard round? Um, or, no, I don't remember that happening. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound really ridiculous. Um, years ago, maybe not years ago, but Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. Jessica Simpson was pop star and Nick Lachey was in a boy band and they had got married. And they had their own TV show on MTV, and Jessica Simpson was eating a bowl of chicken of the sea tuna fish, and she didn't know if it was chicken or fish because it's called chicken of the sea, and it turned into like a really stupid joke as to how dumb is she that she didn't know. They made a bigger deal out of it than it actually was, but mm -hmm. it's a funny thing at the time. Waiting, okay. Waiting for to download Smash Mouth's All Star off LimeWire and then finding out it wasn't even the right version. I never had that problem because if I wanted to, like, there were people at my school that would burn CDs for you and you paid them money to do it, so I didn't actually have to do this. But I'm sure that they experienced it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, number six. 
the, the, the blue and purple design on every paper cup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's very true. Number seven, running around the grocery store trying to find all the coupon dispensers. Yep. I, I, I annoyed the living daylights out of my dad pulling those coupons out of little things. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Number eight, Dick Stickley. Yes. Stick with Dick in the afternoon. Right, to me, Stick, Stickley, P.O. Box 963, New York City, New York State, 10108. Yeah, so, buddy. Uh, number nine, The Book Hatchet by Gary Paulson. Nah, I never uh, read that. I never read that. Okay. Number ten, voting for Jesse Camp on MTV's Wanna Be a VJ, even though you, you thought Dave Holmes knew way more about music. No, I don't remember that. I remember them, but I didn't watch it when he won. Like, I started watching MTV shortly after that happened. So I remember Dave Holmes, but the funny thing is Dave Holmes was on MTV way longer, so. And I like Dave Holmes. So, yeah. Searching things on Alta Vista, the smartest search engine. I can't say I remember that. No, I don't either. I don't know what that is. All right. Sitting on hamburger seats at McDonald's. No, never had that. I don't have that either. I, when I was a kid, McDonald's had like a little area that was decorated like a forest. And I remember sitting on a tree stump. I remember that. Or it was like a mushroom or a tree stump. That mm -hmm. I remember, but not a hamburger. Okay. Uh, wood grain VHS holders. I don't think we had those. I, I remember some people having it. Ours was not wood. It was something else. But I do what? remember having uh, VHS holders. We put all ours on bookshelves. I don't think we had a... Or, like, around the TV. We didn't really have a special. Number 14, all the controversy over Britney Spears' baby one more time. Yep. Honestly, I don't remember the controversy. They thought it was inappropriate and that she wasn't... should be dressing like that because... Although, granted, now looking back, she was only, like, 15 or 16... At the time. But Honestly, I thought that's how, you know, schoolgirls dressed. I mean, with the, with the skirt and the yeah. shirt because of, you know, the the St. Mark's, you know, I remember that, so. I, I, it's because she showed her belly button also. I, but then teenagers did far worse than that, so, I, oh. but I do remember. Number 15, Littlest Pet Shop Turtles. I don't remember them having turtles. Hmm. Okay. Number 16, procrastinating on your homework by watching Homestar Runner. Yes, I, I remember Homestar Runner. Oh, that was I, the funniest thing in high school. Okay, maybe not the funniest, but it was pretty funny. I don't remember that at all. Oh, my gosh. It, okay, it was basically, it was like these short cartoons about this thing called Homestar Runner and yeah. It had a pet, and it had friends, and there was an evil guy who wore a wrestling mask, and it was like, oh, it's just so funny. I don't know, if, is it still up? I'm going to check if it's still up. Is it still up? Oh, I got to click to enable the Adobe Flash, but it's still up. Wow, I had not, uh, interesting. Okay, um... Oh, wrong, I was in the wrong tab. Okay. Number 17, 
that's quick container. I yeah. do. I do remember the container. I remember that quick container, and I remember wondering how on the commercial I, I could never get it to stir correctly. Um, I would always make strawberry milk, and I would always I could never get it to stir evenly. It always would wind up at the bottom of the glass. It's terrible at stirring. Um, okay, number eighteen. The kids at school having bead lizard keychains. No, yeah. I don't remember that. They they did when I was at my school, and I was terrible at making them. So, nineteen having tubes of M and M minis. Yeah. Okay, I do remember those. I I mean I don't eat candy, but I do remember those. I remember those. Number twenty, a Tupperware pitcher complete with cooling. Stage. I remember yeah. the Tupperware pitcher. I do we remember had, that. We had that. Ours was um white, but we had that. Yeah. Uh, number 21, Snoopy Snow Cone Maker. Yep. Didn't have that. We didn't have it, but I remember seeing it in the toy catalog because I'd go to um, every year for Christmas, you'd get the JCPenney and the Sears toy catalog. Yeah. And you'd go and you'd, comp it, and you'd basically commandeer it for the whole rest of the year and put it in your room and circle stuff. Yeah. I remember seeing it in there, but we didn't have it. I didn't really want it to begin with. <sighs> All right, writing about your crush and choosing a sappy song for currently listening on your Zanga. Yes. No, nah, I, I, I never, I never had Zanga. I had Zanga. It is embarrassing. Oh my God! It, it, I, <laughs> it went through. I think I had two, at least two of my boyfriends. I think, or one of them. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. But that was thing you did <laughs> before um oh what's that what do you i guess you do that on tumblr now <laughs> but yeah and then you always changed your layout and yeah was that was cool. what i did with myspace i remember that oh yeah myspace i did that too crayola mini stampers yeah i remember those i sort of remember i remember them but i didn't think they were all that cool really but i do remember having them okay um Hmm. Ah, the dial-up sound. Yep. How can you ever forget that? The dial-up sound. I, I tried to explain with was like... You can't. You, you had to have lived it. You had to have lived it to have... The, the, the thing is, if you had parents who restricted the time that you were allowed on the computer, mainly if you were like in our house where we only have one phone line, so you had to... And you wanted to sneak on the computer. You had to hope you could get connected really fast so your parents wouldn't hear the sound because it was a loud sound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and our computer was either in the living room or dining room, so it wasn't like you could just go in your room and do this. And, yeah, that was... So, it, so like, when it gets to, like, step five, you take, like, the deep breath and be like, okay. And then it'd say, Welcome. <laughs> All right, number 25, hurting your fingers to try to test the batteries. I you never know, hurt my batteries. fingers. Never hurt my fingers. Yeah, when this is um, back to when Energizer batteries had the little um, battery thing. You would, they'd have little buttons on the side, and you'd squeeze them to, and it would say good, or it would light up and say green, and it'd be so you know it was a good battery or not. Mm-hmm. 
mainly if you were a person like me who was constantly listening to their CD player and portable CD player and made batteries all the time. And number 26, seeing the FBI warning before every VHS movie and getting nervous. Oh, yeah, I remember. Well, I mean, I remember seeing it. I never got nervous. I never got nervous either. I was like, what? It didn't even matter. Alright. It's, it's like, I'm not going to really duplicate this videotape, you know? <laughs> I would actually be happy to see it, because if we saw them at the video, the VCR, <laughs> we'd have, like, these videotapes that wouldn't work, because either we dropped them, or, we were, you know, so if we played it and that came up, it's like, oh, okay, it works. Um... Number 27, feeling like you d would die to own a piece of the aggro crag on Guts. They had the... Yeah, I wanted to be on that. I, wa I, I watched Guts, but I couldn't be on there because I was terrible at sports. I couldn't have done that. Hmm. I wouldn't have been very good at it. Um, number 28, using the change machine at Chuck E. Cheese. That, that should be changed to using the change machine, period. Change machines still exist. They do. They do. They're not dead. But yeah. Oh, that. Number 29, the board game Splat. I had that game. I didn't. I don't think we had it or I ever played it, but I remember it. I had that game. Uh, number 30, the episode of Ghost Rider where Lenny made a music video. Yep. I remember that. Nope, I don't. I, I, I think. Don't... I only saw one episode of Ghost Rider, and it was the very first one, and oh. that one had Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. Oh, yeah, no, we watched Ghost Rider all the time. We, we, I think I've seen every episode of Ghost Rider, and yeah, that was pretty. Number 31, beating your sibling at Playground Tic-Tac-Toe. I don't think we ever really played it. I, we we went to a playground where they had it, but I don't think we, like... Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, number 32, the Windows 95 Solitary Cause dick. So, yep. Yeah. As soon as I saw this picture, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember them. I always played with the the island one and the seashell. Those were the... The dealer uh, was the one I always played with. I'm going to actually link this quiz in the... In the group. Discussion group, because otherwise, because a lot of these are images that I'm describing, you'll be like, what the heck is she talking about? So, <laughs> um, I might put this on our, uh, uh, actually, you know what, I'll do it right now. I'll put it on our uh, Twitter account. Yeah. At Nostalgia Crew 15. Right. Because I originally, my friend somewhere else had posted a similar list, and I can't find it because. Facebook. So I was trying to find that one, but then I Googled and this was the one that came up. So, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, next one, 33. Going to the best store in the mall, the Imaginarium. Hmm. I remember the name of the store. But I don't think I went to it ever. Okay. Huh. All right. Number 34, being obsessed with Supermarket Sweep. I yeah, still am. Yeah. Still am. Bring that back. With Supermarket Sweep. Yes. 
Bring that, it back. I, that is one of the game shows where the bonus round had me screaming like a crazy person at the team. Because I, I liked any game show that had a bonus round where, that required people to run around somewhere. So that was, yeah. All right. <laughs> Number 35, the scary little guys on the... I'm not even going to try to describe I don't it. remember that. I don't remember. I remember it, but it wasn't that exciting. Okay. Number 36, going to see Titanic multiple times in theaters. Never seen I it. Not. I saw it once, but it was on video. Never seen it. I did not care. I, I loved Leo. I just did not care. And, in fact, they re-released it um, in honor of the 20. anniversary of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. A few years ago and my friend loved the movie and wanted to see it and I was like and she couldn't get anybody to go for what three hours long who wants to sit there yeah. really all right number 37 the pizza party game I don't yeah, remember I that. had that as a little one I, I had don't remember this you had to I think the object of the game was to put um the pizza, pizza pieces, or the, you know, toppings on top of the pizza, and, yeah. you know, sort of like a magic thing. Okay. Uh, number 38, finding the little mastermind pieces everywhere. No. I remember, I've heard of mastermind, but this was a little before my time. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. Sorry if anybody feels old hearing that, but the, <laughs> um, Number 39, watching on the local eights on the Weather Channel. What? I still do that when I'm in Pennsylvania, because we don't get the Weather Channel on Verizon anymore. Um, oh, I didn't even real. I, I just check my, my dad, yeah, my dad sometimes watches the Weather Channel. I just use my phone to check the weather, or Bill's and mine's friend Jim, and... He's pretty good. <laughs> Our friend Jim is a weather fanatic and is basically like being friends with Al Roker, basically, because... <laughs> yes, like, and, oh. and Amelia Seagal, who I still have a crush on, Channel 4, NBC. Because um, some people will say, like, it's funny outside, three inside. Jim will give you, like, a full detailed, like, three-paragraph description complete with photos yeah. to tell you what... So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like having a weather app on my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number 40, all the frenzy over the Princess Diana Beanie Baby. I don't remember that. No, I don't either. That's, I know it's probably worth a ton of money now. All right. Number 41, being a proud member of the Subway Sub Club. Yep. Don't remember that. I remember the Subway Sub Club, and I think my mom might have been... And the funny thing is, I work, like, right by a subway, and I'm in there at least once a week, so I could have used this now. Right. <laughs> oh, well. Um, number 42, Bath and Brick Body Works Art Products? I don't remember that. I'll pass. Yeah, I didn't think you'd. Number 43, the cold, hard lab tables in the science class. Yeah. Our tables were different um i mean we had tables but they weren't like lab tables to say in hcc i remember them looking like this all right 
Number 44, taking photos of your friends on a digital camera and manually uploading them from the memory card. Yeah, I remember that. No, never did that. That actually was... That wasn't that long ago, though. I do remember doing that. Actually, no, I was one of those lazy people who left them in my camera and just swiped through, which is what I do with my phone now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Number 45. The real player popping up on your computer every 10 seconds. Yep. I, re I remember real player, but yeah. I don't think it was every 10 seconds for me. <sighs> All right. How your parents tricked you into yard work by using those bags, those leaf bags that look like jack-o'-lanterns. Three. I, I remember those. I remember the leaf bags, but my dad always makes the leaf. Like, and even if we helped them, I don't think we're really... Well, we just jumped in them afterwards. Terrible kids. Um, number 47, how you were going to marry JPT, Topanga from Boy Meets World, or one of the Hansons, no. depending on what... I, I, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to marry... I loved JPT. A lot of people did. I loved... I, I, in fact, uh, my childhood best friend had just gotten married, and um, not too long ago, and uh, we were telling some stories about when we were kids, and we mentioned JTT, and then we had to explain to people who he was, because I forgot forgot that not very many people remember him, but he starred on Home Improvement, and he did the voice of Simba in The Lion King, and he was just beautiful. <laughs> All right. Number 48, getting sticky from Minute Maid juice bars. You know, I never had those. I've never heard of those. But I I did get, I mean, I remember um, getting these um, Tigger Pops, which were frozen popsicles, and the design was the Tigger, you know, Tigger's tail. So that's where I got my fingers sticky from. Yep. Number 49, Incredible Books, The True Story of the Three Little Pigs. I remember that. Yeah, book. I remember reading that. Yeah. The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Fairly Stupid Fairy Tales. I do not remember no, reading. No, no. I, I work for a library. I should probably go and look that one up, though. It sounds like a funny book. Number 50, Getting Mad When You Turned on Nickelodeon and Nick News Was On. Yep. Yeah. How dare you preempt my show? I hated Nick News. See, nowadays, Oh, no, the kids need to be informed. They need to watch. No, when I was a kid, I did not care. If I wanted to get informed, I've read Weekly Reader at school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Nick News was like an attempt to try. Nowadays, kids are much more informed and involved, but back then I was like, <laughs> I don't Didn't care. Didn't she just retire like a year or two ago? Maybe. But back then, it was like, I don't care. I want to watch Rugrats. <laughs> Get off the screen, old lady. No way. Oh, wow. She's 72. Hey. Goodness gracious. Wouldn't guess that. All right. At number 51, Vianetta ice cream with the fancy people eating it out of the wine glasses in the commercials. I do yes. remember the commercials. I don't think I ever had Vianetta ice cream. I might have. No, I never did. That is actually... Very interesting. But, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's so weird. And also, they're bringing back 90s clothes, which 
Let's spend another 45 minutes talking about 90s clothes. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm just know. kidding. Actually, you know what? I, I will be honest with you, Danielle. I, yeah. I do have um, a pair of Zuba pants. Zuba pants? You don't remember Zuba pants? What are Zuba pants? Zuba. Or Zubaz. I, if I saw them, I would know. Here, I'll send you the link. Okay. I was trying to explain to somebody the other day what wide-legged pants and how, because um, there's a picture of somebody wearing um, jeans over, and they have their the um, bottoms of the cuffs completely soaked. And it's a Circa 1999. I tried to explain to somebody. I said, well. And they're like, I'm confused. It's like, no, in the late 90s, you wore these, like, long jeans that went over your shoes because it was cool. <laughs> and I had a pair, and my mom was always getting after me. She's like, cuff them. And I never and I was an idiot and wore them with clogs, too, mm-hmm. which were not. Let me see. The name I'm surprised. Oh, you have the striped one? Yep. Oh, my God. God. Yep. What color are you? I have the Washington Redskins. Burgundy oh. and gold. Wow. I'm going to help make them be, make a comeback with them. Oh, my God. But I I, I just find it hilarious. That oh, back. okay. I got to get this Maryland flag one. <laughs> Maryland flag? For 12 bucks. Oh, I so, oh, okay, I, I might have to ask someone to get me this for my birthday. Oh, yeah, she did retire from Nick News two years ago, okay. Oh, she was on NBC years ago before that, wow, I learned something new. Oh, these pants are so tight. Oh, uh, yeah, those are kind of cool, they look more like pajama pants, though. But still, I'd wear them. <laughs> Given the price, it's not a bad price. No, 12 bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least you're not getting the black neon yellow zebra pants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. So, now we've done that filler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I want to bring up something real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to get into our next segment, if we have any. Uh, no, um, in all seriousness, um, Danielle, I don't think, knows about what I recently have done on uh, one of my shows, that wrestling right. show that I do. But about uh-huh. two weeks ago, um, I did a review, Danielle, of okay. something that not even I thought was earthly possible, but it happened. Right. Oprah Winfrey. Before her nationally syndicated show. Before the Oprah Winfrey show. Right. Uh, she, this was when she was in... Well, well, yeah. This was when she was in Chicago. She was on a show called AM Chicago. Right. So, there's this video that uh, a, a gentleman, and I'm going to give him credit, Richard Land, posted on YouTube. It is Oprah Winfrey at a WWF event. I heard about that. And she is on commentary. 
it is some of the funniest, cringeworthy material you will ever hear in your life. Um, so for those who don't want to explore the video, um, I will give you some of the highlights of the video. <laughs> so, her commentator is an ex-professional wrestler. Um, you guys won't remember the name, so I'm just not gonna... So, the first match is a tag team match, and at one point, one of the wrestlers hits this move, and she's like, oh, I like this move, ooh, I like this move, what's the name of that move? It's a clothesline. <laughs> uh. Oprah Winfrey likes a clothesline, folks. <laughs> and then, later in the match... There's a part where she asks um, the wrestler about tag team wrestling. You know, like, why, you know, how do you make a tag? So she asks him, so when you make a tag, is it, you know, because you're in trouble or, you know, you feel really tired? The guy gives the greatest one-word reply ever. He says, whatever. That's all he says is, whatever. Oh my god, it, it's wow. hilarious. But, the coup de gras, the piece de resistance, Danielle, uh -huh. is her legendary interview with Hulk Hogan. Oh my god, this is the funniest thing. So, you know, Hulk comes on, and this is at an arena. This is not at a TV studio. This is at um, some arena in the Chicago area. So, you know, she asks him a couple questions. Um, one of the questions that she asks is the food. You know, what, what does he eat to keep this shape? Well, you know, Southern Oprah, I used to eat all the bad things. McDonald's, Burger King, Dairy Queen. Then one day, I made a deal with a man upstairs. And from that day forward, I never ate any of that bad stuff again. Yep, he made a deal with God to never eat fast food again. But, the moment of the interview, and of this entire video, is... She t she asks him about her his, his training regimen. Well, you know, Oprah, I, I live in Los Angeles. I go to Venice Beach. And, you know, I pump iron and I get, you know, my muscles going. And I get a tan. And sometimes I look darker than you. Yep. He says he looks darker than Oprah. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, if you want the video, uh, please tell me. I will send you the link. It's about 45 minutes long, but it's just... Oh. You, I, you, you would have to see it, folks, to be like, this isn't real. But <laughs> it is. Yeah. It happened. Oh, my God. It was the 80s. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I'm 
I'm darker than you sometimes. <laughs> wow. Mm. Things Bill will never say. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now we're going to get into a segment called, You Know What I Miss? Where one of us mm. will talk about something that they miss. And it could be anything. Like last episode, Danielle talked about themed restaurants. Yep. And honestly, I... Pardon me. I honestly forgot about that before you mentioned it. And we had a uh -huh. very good conversation about it. So, right. um, this one... This is... The thing that I miss is something that I'm surprised doesn't get brought up a lot as far as discussions go. Right. But I think it should. Uh-huh. I miss Sunday night movies on network television. Oh, yeah. For those of you who might be a bit too young, years before The Practice and The Good Wife and The Simpsons... Well, okay, I'll exclude Fox on this. But mainly the big three, CBS, NBC, ABC. Uh-huh. Every Sunday night, yeah. it would, for the most part, it would be a movie. Sometimes they would do two-part miniseries. Uh-huh. Sometimes it would be an original movie. CBS would do the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. But for the majority, your Sunday nights... From 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern would be the Sunday night movie. And it could be anything. It could have been a comedy. It could have been a drama. It could have been an action movie. It, it could have been anything. And the thing that I remember the most about it was how heavily promoted they were. Each yeah. and every single week. Yep. And the, this is years before, you know, reality TV would take over and, you know, the, the, the Sunday, you know, the shows would go on the Sunday nights. Like, you know, okay, like, say CBS, for example. You'd right. start with 60 Minutes. And then you'd have Murder, She Wrote. And then you would go into the Sunday night movie. And that's your Sunday night on CBS. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it, and I think the best time of the year, you know, for when you would get the Sunday night movies would probably be right now. You know, we're getting right into the summer because you could stay up and, you know, I mean, we weren't, I mean, I know we weren't allowed to stay up late, but it, it was just... Something that you knew was going to happen. I was thinking of the wonderful world of Disney. Hmm. They... I, I do remember that. Um... And it wasn't just, um, you know, them airing, like... Because now if they air a movie, it's a movie that like was in theaters or something. But they would have, like, specific made-for-TV movies yeah. that just for this particular... Um, and it would always be, like, people... And it would sometimes be 
starring people from the sitcom or the show that was popular at that time, and mm-hmm. they would all make a movie together. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, too. I mean, and what's funny, or what's cool, is how on YouTube, and thank God for YouTube. Yeah. You know, if you put in, say, like, ABC Sunday Night Movie Intro, you're going to get the intro to the ABC Sunday Night Movie. Or Ooh. or NBC, or CBS. And I found mine! Yay! There you go! <laughs> Look at that. See? The, there was a movie starring Melissa Joan Hart that I loved in the early 90s. Before she was on Sabrina, actually. She just been off Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Called Family Reunion, A Relative Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, which, oh, it's really, that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And it was on the wonderful old Disney, but it was made specifically for the wonderful old Disney. Like, it wasn't anywhere else before. And then there was another one called Summertime Switch, which had Ryder Strong's on Boy Meets World. And it was one of my favorites. Yeah. I do miss those. But, yeah, I mean, like, I know when, you know, because I've basically watched sports my entire life, you know being in a family that watches sports, you know, <laughs> um, but, no, I remember those being hyped very much, yeah. you know, like, now that I think about it, today, like, I'll give you ABC for a perfect example, there's only two movies that I know of that they play every single year that I can count on, The Ten Commandments, Round Easter, uh-huh. and The Sound of Music, Round Christmas. I can't tell you of any other movies that get played on ABC, just just ABC, during the entire calendar year. And then NBC airs It's a Wonderful Life every year around Christmas. Right. And then they occasionally will air a movie if, like, something is on another channel opposite it that they know is going to beat them in the ratings, like right. the Oscars or something. Right. But, it, but like... I said, it's just something that was in theaters that came on and it's going to be edited for commercials anyway. So, yeah. But, yeah, I forgot all about movies that were specifically made for... And, yeah, you can still get made-for-TV movies on the Hallmark Channel. I, it's not the same. I think what killed it, and this is just my opinion, uh-huh. I think what killed the Sunday night movies was when we started to get more movie channels, when you would get HBO 2, HBO Comedy, Showtime, uh, Women, uh, Cinemax, Latino, you know, that's what I think killed it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that might have killed it. I think, um, that, uh... What else killed it? I'd also put in reality TV. Yeah, reality TV might have killed it. Um, they, uh, um, cable, uh, I, I, I don't know if this probably would, I was going to say people going out, although people don't really go out on Sunday nights. Not that I know of. It's Saturday nights, because... They used to have Saturday night movies, too. 
That's mm-hmm. what killed that, was people going out. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If, if they have, you know, if this writer strike happens, uh, hello, television people, I'm giving you this idea here. Let's put Sunday night movies on. Now, I think what we'll wind up getting are more game shows, and then it's going to be annoying. Because that's what happened with Deal or No Deal, is that the writer's strike happened, and then Deal or No Deal was a huge hit at the time, so they just plugged in the schedule with Deal or No Deal, and then mm-hmm. we wound up getting sick of it. Yeah. So we're going to get game shows plugged in, which... Okay, I think we should get into our featured conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, over the last month, Danielle and I, we have gone, respectively, to different bachelor, bachelorette parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about, in general, any bachelor bachelorette party stories that we might have and also wedding stories because you went to a wedding recently i'm going to a wedding in i want to say about six weeks and a friend of ours was just in one today yeah um and i don't know of anybody that really got invited so i'm not bashing the the bride or the groom but just, just yeah. mentioning, you know. But well, anyway. I didn't get invited to the one you're going to, so it doesn't mean that. Oh. Huh. <laughs> right. But, um, no, but it's okay. I'm not, um. It, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not bitter, you know. I'm just. Yeah, no, I don't care. You know, people can invite whoever they want to invite. Exactly. Invite me. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, um, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to be a gentleman. Okay. Well, it's wedding season, which. It didn't really hit me until I thought about it. I was like, yeah. But, um, yeah, my childhood best friend, she got married, um, was a week, almost two weeks ago. And, uh, it was weird because, you know, somebody you've known since you were six and you talk about this and then you actually see it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've been to a few weddings before and I will say one thing. Weddings are awkward as crap if you're single. <gasps> hmm. This one was fun. I, I, I had fun um, at this one. It wasn't that bad. Um, but there's a few um, where... Um, but I'll, I'll tell you probably the most awkward thing that happened to me at a wedding. Um, a friend of mine from Bill's, a friend Amanda, she got married about... Oh, six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a scary thought. Yeah, six years ago. So, um, I caught the bouquet at her wedding. And um, the tradition is that if you catch the bouquets and they throw the garter, and whoever catches the garter has to put the garter on you from the person who caught the bouquet. So, so her, her um, new uncle-in-law catches the garter and puts the bouquet. So, as He's about to do this. Her grandfather yells, "Just pretend it's your boyfriend." Or oh, jeez! Like pretend it's your boyfriend. So then my friend Christy yells back, "She doesn't have a boyfriend." <laughs> God. So Way to go, uh, Kristen. 
yeah. So he does this, and then um, I'm like so stunned that I got the bouquet. So I go off to call my mother in the other room. Now grandpa, she's calling the boyfriend. No. And then um, I we left early. Me and my friends left early. I um, mean, and she, like she's call going home to the boyfriend. No. But um. Shut up, you perverted old maid. Catching the bouquet, it just is, cause like, <laughs> and it's also awkward, um, because they play so many, cause it's a wedding, so naturally they're gonna play so many slow songs mm -hmm. and mushy love songs, and you're kind of, and that's what happened at this wedding. We were, I was, we were mostly single people at our table, but everybody else was coupled up, so we're just sort of awkwardly sitting here, we're like. Oh, God, another one. Like, I've never been so happy to hear, like, songs like Celebration <laughs> and the Macarena because it literally was, like, I think six slow songs in a row. And it's like, so we're just sort of awkwardly staring at each other, eating mini quiches. Like, oh, And then my cousin's wedding, they played this game. It was a really weird game. <laughs> Where um, you have to, uh, they you clink glasses. Yes. And every time they clink the glasses, the DJ says the name of a couple, and the couple has to kiss, and then the have to kiss a certain way, and then the bride and the groom have to replicate the way that they kiss. I do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. It it was weird. It, it I mean it was okay, but when it's like your relatives, it's weird. <laughs> party that I went to, um, is that, I, I mean, it was a fun bachelor party, don't get me wrong, um, probably would be considered tame to probably a lot of others that, you know, are probably listening to this, we went to Hooters, really, for dinner, uh-huh, um, we had two waitresses, that's how big our group was, it was like 14 to 16 of us, um, and then after that, we went to Dave and Buster's, where I discovered the greatest invention of all time. Um, I, I need to get this, a four-way air hockey table. How many tickets do you need? No, I mean, I, I need somebody to buy me that. <laughs> I, I, I will make monthly payments to get this. From you people, so. Um, was this your first time going to Dave and Buster's? Uh, second. Oh, okay. Like, I haven't been there, like, well, this was my first time at the one in Silver Spring. Okay. 
but I haven't been to one in like 10, 15 years, so, you know. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I ever went to was my brother's. That, that was a big one. And I remember that one very well. Um, and then, and then there is a story to this, to, to the wedding. So we go to downtown Baltimore, Inner Harbor. Uh, we, we go to Hooters, which I heard recently is closed. The Hooters downtown closed? That's what I heard. Oh! I actually like that one. Um, so... You know, we went there, we had a good time, had food, wings. Uh, my brother had to dance in a hula hoop, which was sort of funny. Uh-huh. Then we walked up to the Orioles game, because that was going to be the other thing that we did that night. Yeah. We had good, good view under, you know, under the roof, so if it did rain, we wouldn't have to worry about it. Well, guess what happened, folks? Oh, no. <laughs> After the game, it started to rain. So, by this point, there, there's, there's two cars. There's a van, which consists of my brother, his future father-in-law, and all of his friends. And then there's car number two, which consists of me and my dad. I was under 21, so I could not go with them for a drink. Didn't really hurt my feelings. So so we are stuck in the parking lot trying to get out. This was when the Orioles used to do, you know, concert series. So on that night, the concert was Eddie Money. <laughs> so we got to listen the entire Eddie Money concert in the parking lot as we're trying to leave Camden Yards. And, and it was raining. It was a good spring rain. It was really good. Now we get to the wedding. I might have told you this story, Danielle. Uh-huh. Those who have listened to this show, and those who know me really well, might have heard this story. For those of you who haven't, you're in for one of the big stories of a lifetime. So, 2004 happened to be the year that I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. Well, 2004 also happened to be the year my brother and his fiance were going to get married. So, you know, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to have two big events in one calendar year. Uh, yeah, um, it gets a little closer. My brother and his, you know, fiance decide to make the wedding on June the 12th. Remember that date, okay? Okay. I am graduating in June. So, and, and I didn't hear this till after I graduated high school. 
my parents had a discussion with the school, told them, can you move the date of the graduation? Guess oh, wow. what? Wow. You want to guess when the graduation was going to be? June 12th? June 11th. So your parents asked the school to move the graduation because it was the day before your brother's birthday? Yes. <laughs> did yes. they listen? They did it. They freaking did it, Danielle. Well, how, how powerful are your parents? Not that powerful. Apparently. But you know what? You know what it is, though? I'll say this. Um, I think because, you know, at Phillips, I, I was so liked. I mean, I'm not going to say I was, I'm the popular student. I'm never going to claim that. But because I was liked, so much that I I think, and I could be wrong, they were like, okay, you know what? We're, we're going to give them their wish. We're going to move the graduation to that Monday. So, for those of you keeping track, my brother's wedding is now June 12th. And my graduation is June 14th. So, you have, in a three-day period, one son getting married, the other graduating high school. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then, if this doesn't get funny enough, going to the graduation real quick, it got delayed. Oh, no. Yes! The graduation got delayed by almost an hour. Because, because one of the people that was graduating with us was stuck in D.C. and was taking a taxi to get to the school to graduate. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Scott's wedding went really well. Uh, went, you know, went pretty good. Um, Mandy and Joe's wedding went really good. Because mm -hmm. that was the New York trip I had to miss. Because, you know, it was the same day as the wedding, so. The most interesting wedding... I think as far as how it happened was a friend of Stephanie's uh -huh. who's Catholic. I've never been to a Catholic wedding in my life oh. before this day. They decide to get married on a Friday afternoon. So I had to leave work early get home, get a shower, get dressed, hop back into my dad's truck, and get to the wedding. Because I think the wedding was like a 4 or 5 o'clock wedding on a Friday afternoon. Oh. So, the, anyone who's never been to a Catholic wedding, 
I'll just sum it up real quick. It's an hour-long ceremony. So then we get to the reception. It's in Savage at um, the, the, you know, the, the, the house over in Savage, Maryland. Right. So they're doing these videos of people congratulating them. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do one, you know. So I, I, I say a couple things here and there. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, and thank you for helping me get the afternoon off from work. <laughs> Which is true, because I, I really did get the afternoon off from work. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. Uh, I've caught the garter twice. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time was at an elementary school friend's wedding. And the other one happened to be at the wedding that I previously just mentioned. And Stephanie caught the bouquet. So we were all laughing, like, oh my gosh, they came together, you know. So, yeah. So, you know, it was sort of funny. Um, I haven't had, like, I haven't been on your side where I'm like, oh, it sucks to be single at a, met, you know, at a wedding. You know, I, yeah. I, I have not had that happen yet. Um, so the one in July, that's going to be fun. Um, I wish you could go to that one. Yeah. Well, tell them congratulations. I will. I will. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. Plus, and, and, and I told I told the groom to be this. I am leaving, because normally that's, like, the time of that wedding mm -hmm. is when my family goes up for, you know, our 4th of July trip, which we're still going to do. They're getting married 4th of July weekend? Well, the weekend after. Oh, okay. But I told the groom, I am leaving two days, at least two days early than everybody else, just so I can be at that wedding. There was no way I'm missing that wedding. So. Yeah. Well, I remember... Um, there was, um, I've been to two bachelor parties. Mm -hmm. I, um, the first one I went to was actually pretty tame. The second one I went to wasn't super tame, but it wasn't like wild and crazy. Like, oh my God, they hired a stripper kind of deal. Right. But the first one was really weird because all we did was go out to dinner. Like, my other one, the one I just went to, we went out to dinner, but then we went back to her house, and we hung out, and we did a bunch of, you know, played a bunch of games and talked and drank, mm -hmm. you know, fun stuff. This was weird, because we just went out to dinner. We went to Union Jack's, which, um, those of you who don't live here, Union Jack's is a chain of restaurants we have here in Maryland, where you, um, which, it's supposed to be British pub. But it's more or less somebody from, they asked a person from America, what do you think of when you think of England? And they put it in a restaurant. 
Right. So it has, like, pictures of the Beatles, a red phone booth, and fish and chips on the menu, and they boil the sausage that they put on the pizza. <laughs> um, so, like, if you took somebody, you had somebody from England visiting you, and you took them to this restaurant, they'd either be offended or they'd laugh in your face, because <laughs> it's kind of, it, it's not a bad restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. it's just weird. So, we went out to dinner at this restaurant for a bachelorette party, which was weird. But then my friend had, my friend has this game called Electronic Truth or Dare. So she brought it with her to the restaurant to try to have, you know, like a bachelorette party. But the thing is, you can't really play this at a restaurant. Yeah. You can't really play Truth or Dare at a restaurant. So it got really awkward really fast because... It's just like, I dare you to go up to this person. I'm like, you can't do that. It's just weird. Like, if it were like a bar or like a club or something, maybe, but even then I probably wouldn't do it. Um, But this is like a restaurant where they're like people sitting down with like their families and, you know. So that was kind of a weird one. Like, it wasn't really much going on, but the one I just went to, I had a really great time. Um, we played Mad Libs, um, which sounds like a kid's game, but if you put, like, put, like, adult-themed words in the spaces, but the fu- the way to really make it funny is you randomly alternate them, so then you read it, and it will sound tame, and you're like, oh, whoa, that's random. Um, so, um, so that was fun. I also went to a bridal. I've been to two bridal showers. Bridal showers are actually people think they're the same thing. They're actually two different things. The okay. Bridal shower is for all the rel- is a tamer event. It is for you know it's like a luncheon or a little get together where like the mother of the bride and like the bride's aunt and grandmother and all of you know get together and they give her presents and they'll play a game but it's like some little tame thing like um like my cousin they had like the thing where you um have to make you divide up into teams and you have to make a bridal gown out of toilet paper and over right yeah so um those are whereas the bachelorette party it's just like the bride's friends usually her mother doesn't go to those it's the bride's friends and they do something wild and crazy because it's like oh you're you're not going to be single anymore, that kind of thing. So, um, but uh, those are also those were also weird because um, both bridal showers I went to, there were people there who either were engaged and were getting married within a few weeks before the person was getting married, or had just gotten engaged, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that maybe I just had bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> only single person but it, it, it's um but they're they're interesting they played this other game at my cousin's where you had to it was bridal shower bingo okay and you had to write they had a bingo board and they had the spaces and you had to write in the spaces what do you think what kind of presents you think she would get and you know and then you played bingo when she opened the presents and then you know uh <laughs> But one way to get around it is you. One of the spaces, obviously, if you bought them a present, you would know. So you would write your present in one of the spaces. Mm-hmm. And you could cheat by asking people up at your table, which is what I did. 
episode this month mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it and since um i started or I, it was you know it was my turn this time for uh the you know what i missed danielle starts off with her movie okay um i was thinking about this the other day at work and it just dawned on me i'm surprised that i never picked Actually, I'm going to double check just to make sure. <laughs> well, I have my list. I have the list here, so. Yeah. Um, make sure I didn't pick this movie. Yeah, I did not pick this movie, and I'm surprised because this was what I thought was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And um, also my first introduction to Walter Matthau. In fact, for years, this was the only thing I knew him from. Okay. I didn't realize he had had such a long film career. And um, that um, and that is Dennis the Menace. Mm, okay. Um, he, yeah, he played Mr. Wilson and Dennis the Menace. Um, it, it was probably one of my favorite movies. It, you also have to, you have to suspend disbelief a lot for it because you'll be wondering why is there a five-year-old that's just running around like this although it is the 90s and people were a little more you know <laughs> uh deported. didn't mm -hmm. watch them nearly as much but even then you right but um but basically it's based off the comic strips and the tv show um and it's about um well, it's summer vacation, and um, Dennis's mother is going back to work. Um, I guess she had taken time off work to, or either she was working and Dennis was in school or something, but they need a babysitter mm -hmm. to, um, oh, no, 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 she's going on a business trip, that's what it is. Dennis's parents are both going on business trips. So Dennis, during the day when they're at work, Dennis goes to Margaret's house. He doesn't like Margaret because, well. Yeah, that's girl. Kind of, yeah. 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 But, um, but his parents are both going away on business trips. So they call and call. They're, like, calling everybody, trying to say, can somebody watch Dennis or whatever? And, but, you know, because Dennis is a, menace or as much of a menace as a um as a um 
everyone can be. (laughs) So um, eventually they they run out of all these options, so they call the Wilsons, and they're like, hey, can you... And, of course, Mrs. Wilson answers the phone and says yes, because it's Mr. Wilson had. Well, yeah. So... But the thing you have to keep in mind is that all the bad stuff he does, he doesn't intentionally, like Problem Child, he he does, a lot of the bad stuff he does is actually somewhat on purpose. Dennis, it's merely a five-year-old messing up and, you know, not thinking and trying to make things better and ruining Mm -hmm. it in the process. And I think one of my favorite ones is... um, He's fooling around the bathroom since he's five, and he's um. And I forgot how exactly this happened, but he accidentally knocks over Mr. Wilson's teeth, hmm. like the dentures. Right. And he knocks the two front dentures out, so he thought that he could replace them with two chiclets, like the chiclet gum. Uh huh. And so then the next day. Mr. Wilson has to get his picture taken for the newspaper, so he has these two chiclets in the front of his mouth, and he smiles, and (laughs) it looks like he has rabbit teeth, actually, and then, um, yeah, he he just, (laughs) it's a really cute movie, though, um, and it's got Walter Matthau plays Mr. Wilson, um, Leah Thompson plays Dennis's mother, uh, look up but um there's actually been two other versions of it there was a 1987 made for tv movie version of Dennis the Menace that came out before this but this mm-hmm. was like the bigger of the um this 1992 version and uh who else was in it uh oh goodness um It is, huh, yeah, yeah, Leah Thompson, uh, Walter Matthau, uh, nobody else that's really super famous. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's a, um, very, uh, oh yeah, Christopher Lloyd plays a, there's a burglar his name is Switchblade, and he's, because he's Christopher Lloyd, it's actually kind of um, creepy, but, yeah. but, yeah, so it's a, it's a classic, uh, it's probably one of, um, my favorite movies. I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time though. What? Maybe 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 because of this recommendation you'll probably end up going to see it. Yeah. Today, or tomorrow. Oh, it's nineteen ninety three. I thought ninety two, but yeah, nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And um that was one of and it made and it was a huge hit. It made up a hundred and seventeen million dollars in box office. Yeah. So. That's a pretty big Huge. That's a that's a nice pay. For a kids movie especially. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, of course it was written by John Hughes. Of course John Hughes is good at the kids movies. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, so now it is my turn, and this was another one where I had to look to see if I had mentioned it. And this is actually the first time where I'm going to admit that I had a hard time trying to think of one to select. Um, not not because of like oh my god I've gone through every movie possible. It's just I couldn't really think of which one I wanted to pick for this time around. Um, so in the end, since you know we're getting towards the end of the school year and you know graduation's coming. And uh, I, I just want to send a little shout-out to my cousin Matthew, who is graduating real soon, Danielle. You oh, that little kid? You remember little Matthew? I remember Matthew. He's a handsome young man. Oh, my goodness. So, the movie that I'm recommending for this time around, 1973's American Graffiti. Ah, yeah. Uh, this is the proverbial who's who of actors, if you really think about it, before the idea of an all-star movie happened. And, and really, in, in this situation, um, it, it didn't, you know, it wasn't meant that way, but years later, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, all these people are in it. So basically, the story is, it's the last night of summer vacation before a group of friends, some of them are going to go to college, some of them end up enlisting in Vietnam, um, or will end up enlisting in Vietnam. The people that are in this movie, I'm telling you, this is like a who's who. You have Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Howard, Mackenzie Phillips, Harrison Ford, Wolfman Jack. Hello, everyone. I'm the Wolfman. Wolfman Jack here. Okay, I know that's not the best, but... And then you have Suzanne Summers, who I recently found out... Actually, what I mean by recently, I mean while recording. She is in the infomercial Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is such a thing. Yep. The infomercial Hall of Fame. So, yes... All of these big names are in this movie when they were young. The movie is directed by George Harrison. Or George, George Harrison. Yes, the Beatles, folks. The Beatles. George Harrison directed this movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, um, George Lucas. Yep. George Lucas uh, directed this movie. Um, and Francis Ford Coppola was the producer of this movie. He he did that uh, little movie called The Godfather. I, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but, you know, he he produced this movie. Um, and this did really go to the box office, too. Um, they had a budget for this movie of $777,000. This is in the 1970s, so, you know, think of it as, like, Maybe uh -huh. 20, 30 million dollars today. They made 140 million dollars at the box office. Wow. And, and the reason that I recommend you guys check this movie out is so many reasons. First off, it's a good comedy movie. Um, 
you know, there's some good comedy in there. Uh, there's good acting in this. There's some good acting in this. Um, you could pick your favorite. I got too many to choose from. And then the other thing would be if you're a fan of cars. If you love cars, old school cars, you know, uh, the Fords, the Chevys. If you love them, this is your movie. So, uh, if you've never seen it, I say check it out for the first time. Or if you have seen it and you want to watch it again, knock yourself out. Go for it. Okay, so now we go from our movie to our album. And uh, since Danielle went first on the movie, I will go first on the album. And this one was sort of a no-brainer while I was away. Um, and I'm surprised that we have not mentioned this band at all. I'm, I'm really surprised we have not mentioned this band at all as far as um, albums go. And the band that I'm referring to is Leonard Skinner. And the album that I'm going to recommend is their debut album, which is entitled Pronounced Leonard Skinner. Uh, this came out in 1973. Okay, I didn't realize the two that I picked were both 1973, uh, related. So, I guess 73 was a pretty good year. Um, this is one of these albums where, you know, you put your first studio album out, and, you know, you'd be lucky if you get one hit song. Uh-huh. They got three. Maybe even four. Four on this one. Um, they they got Tuesday's Gone, uh, Gimme Three Steps, Simple Man, and the big song, the one that everyone knows Leonard Skinner of, which is Freebird. But there are also some really good songs, like the opening track to the album, I Ain't the One. Uh, there's also Things Going On. Mississippi Kid and Poison Whiskey. There is not one bad track on this album. It is a it is an absolute fantastic album. You don't have to be a fan of, you know, uh, southern. Well, they are southern, so they're southern rock. You don't have to be a fan of southern rock or hard rock to get into this album. This is just a great album from beginning to end, and you know, this this is the album that put them on the map, and they had four songs that, you know, helped them, especially Freebird, which 40 years later is probably one of the most requested songs ever to be played on the radio. Uh-huh. So, um, definitely check that out. It is a great album, and... Um, Hope you guys enjoy it, because I enjoyed the heck out of listening to this one recently. Hmm. Alright, so it is now Danielle's turn. Okay, um, like 
usual, totally different genre. Of course. <laughs> Crew 15. You can join our Facebook group. We're very active on there. Uh, just type in Nostalgia Crew and you're right there. And if for some 
unexplained reason you cannot find us. I mean, honestly, Daniel, I don't know how they can't find us. We're nostalgia crew. I think that's pretty easy to... I think so. Yeah. Uh, click on the link in the description box on uh, wherever you're listening to or copy it and paste it there and you're good to go. Okay, uh, next time around, next time around, uh, oh, God, I had something in mind that we were going to talk about, um, you know, okay, you know what, here's what we're going to talk about next month, because today I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, oh, um, I didn't even see the first one, but I saw the second one today, uh-huh, uh, very good movie, by the way. Um, so what we can do is we could talk about our favorite sequels. Okay. So, you know, I mean, anything, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. We could just talk about sequels next month. Uh, plus... Such as... Oh, go on. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, like, anything that is considered a sequel. Like breaking to electric boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See? Um, plus, Danielle, next time around, will tell us something that she misses. Um, and a whole lot more. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you are a soon-to-be husband or wife... Hope those wedding bells aren't getting too loud into your head. And <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time on Nostalgia Crew.